Hi, this is Kirk Reed. Bear with me as we need a little compliance disclosure. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's generally not the case with callers we speak with on the show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. After all, we just met. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Callers should check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. At times on this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. Investment returns are not guaranteed, and past performance does not guarantee future results. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, the South Shore's very own financial talk radio show. My name is Kirk Reed, joined this morning by Mike McNamara. Good morning. Good morning. We are... Two of four financial advisors at McNamara Financial with locations in Marshfield and the Merrimack Valley as our secondary location. Justin might say it's the primary location, but you never can He tell. can say whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah, he can, whatever he wants. As long as he runs it by compliance. There you go. Yeah. So it is, it is Halloween weekend. And so the topic today is financial tricks and treats. So maybe at some point, and I should have asked Tim earlier, but... Maybe every once in a while he could play some little spooky. Yeah, some spooky oh, news. Right. Yes, exactly. Money. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. What were you drinking for breakfast this morning, Tim? That's what I wanted. So to know. far, I've only had coffee. I swear, that's it. Okay. I only have the coffee with the middle. <laughs> Thank you. I'm already in a good mood. Only uh, yeah. So, I, like I said, I was re- I was reading through some of these things that, that you've you've written, and I was <laughs> laughing out loud because they're just they're funny. So I find yes, I think this is a very Fun it show. Is. It's a tradition now. Yes. Financial tricks and treats. I yes. love it. Financial love tricks it. and treats. Yeah. Um, and we already have part of an outline because the, the one I did before, I just keep updating and changing, which is cool, it, actually. Yeah. The world, the world is a little crazy these days, and so we can address that, but uh, maybe in a sort of lighthearted Hopefully way. Hopefully yeah. lighthearted yeah. and yeah, exactly, yeah. Folks, as you go through life, either the world's coming to an end or we're going to be okay, pick one, and uh, this is a we're going to be okay show sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's yeah. enjoy Halloween and, for a moment. And the optimists have been right over the long run, so it's okay. Uh, yes. So anyway, so we're going to have some fun here, and folks, we intend to say a bunch of reasonably intelligent things over the next couple of hours here, probably in a fun way, and uh, I've got some pretty interesting and sometimes scary statistics to back some things up. It is Halloween. Oh yeah, it is Halloween. And it's funny, but last year the world was terrific and this year it's awful. So it's an interesting contrast in terms of what, what's going on here, I think. And mo- most of it not good, but that's okay. So anyway, and the comments are scattered over all kinds of financial topics here. I couldn't, I've got so many of these that we'll never get through all of them. And I started to try to organize them like stocks or like bonds or financial. And I, I couldn't do it. There's just there's, they're all over the place. So this is a random scattershot discussion of a whole bunch of interesting, what I think at least, financial topics. And we'd probably need about six hours to finish this here thing. But we'll go a day at a time. All right. So listen. All right. Okay. Trick rates are rising. Oh my gosh, my golly here. The thing. Okay, folks, in case you haven't paid attention, the Federal Reserve sets a rate where banks pay it to borrow money going back and forth. It's called the federal funds rate, and it's about 3% right now, and they have been rising, raising it for the last, who I don't know, was it this year, pretty much. So they started raising this year, and their goal, they're on record to have that rate be like 4.5% mid-next year, sort of a thing. Okay, so, so as they raise that rate, interest rates in general go higher. So
so anyway. So the trick is interest rates are going higher. That's like almost never a good thing for a whole bunch of financial circumstances. Okay, so there is no treat. <laughs> okay, that's my first comment. Okay. No treat. <laughs> There's no treat. None for you today. Okay. <laughs> okay. So think about this. I, I, this is absolutely classic. So let's see what rates have gone up. Lending rates mm. have gone up like mortgages. They just, I think I just saw a 7% 30-year mortgage kiss, kiss deal last week. I know the traditional yeah. ones yeah. are higher and yeah. the, the jumbos are a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, like, like, I heard like 7% six. mentioned yeah. someplace yeah. last week or read it someplace. Yeah. Okay, which is 7%. You think about that number and I guess if you're just started investing in the last 5 or 10 years or maybe a little bit longer, you're looking at 7% mortgage rates versus the 2 or 3 that we've had, and you're saying, oh, this is the end of the world. Okay, and yet if you happen to be anywhere north of 60 and had mortgages <laughs> in the 1970s or 80s, you've got to have to have a, a laugh. I, before I get into this business, I was a middle school principal out in Western Mass in the early 1980s. I had a 17 and 3 quarters percent mortgage on a little tiny ranch in East Hampton, Massachusetts. You want to think about that? 17 and 3 quarters. So pardon me if I don't get too excited about a 4.5 federal funds rate, but a whole lot of the world apparently is because bonds are getting tanked because people are selling them for a whole bunch of reasons. But anyway. I have, so I have a, actually, yeah, I just got a, I just got an email yesterday from a, from a mortgage lender. Yeah. So yeah, the 30-year conforming fixed 6.75. End of the planet. Uh, the world is over, yeah. as we know it. 30-year jumbo is yeah. 6.125. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that makes sense. So, so let me come back to the, the, the where I was a minute ago. Yeah. So mortgage rates are higher Okay, so if you borrow money, it costs more. But if you lend money, as in savings, they haven't moved very much at all. That's not fair. Funny how that works. That's not fair. Now, folks, I'm going to throw out a ton of statistics over the next couple of hours here. And they change so fast. Don't get nervous if it sounds a little off. And, and by the way, I'm not going to spend 25 minutes of the two hours quoting sites and statistics about where I got this thing. I'm not making them up. And if you Google it, you can probably find them yourselves. But the bottom line is about a week, no, about a week ago, the average bank money market savings rate in this country was one-tenth of a percent. Mm. Okay. So let me see. They moved up the rates that, of the money that they're lending you, but they've kept the rates where they are either the same or didn't quite go up as much proportionally, which is why there is no treat as far as I'm concerned. Think about that. And that's, okay. why, and that's why banks do okay. Yeah, yeah. The, so it's really kind of – there's one other piece of this. If you had that two and a half, when people buy homes, they usually go right up to what they can afford or really close, okay? That, that's, that's a patriotic thing to or do. Or over. Okay, or over, okay. And I guess if you did that at two or three percent, you got to be terrified if it's five, four or five or six. I get that. But maybe you shouldn't have gone up to that limit to begin with. So that's a whole other discussion. Okay, so there's another thing that's going on with rising interest rates, which I, I'm a pretty good optimist, but this whole subject of national debt scares me. Hey, folks, we, we owe $31 trillion, okay, to different different people and institutions and countries all over the world. That's our national debt. It's our charge card bill, okay? And it gets bigger every month or every minute. It, it doesn't get smaller like our charge cards should be. But anyway, so the, the national debt, $31 trillion bucks 
Oh, by the way, have you ever seen that debt clock with the counts of all the... It's really I, scary to watch how fast those numbers go. Uh, yes, yeah. I have seen that, yeah. yeah. So, folks, we have overspent pocketbook by about $31 trillion over a bunch of years. Okay, and so <clears throat> in 2021, the interest on that debt was 305 billion dollars with, with, with the bravo with the b yeah. with the bravo not a t for t or what's t tango tango okay yeah. not a tango okay but so the interest is 305 billion dollars by the way the average interest rate i don't know if you peaked yet take a guess at what the average interest rate was on the national debt last year uh, the average interest yeah. rate on the national on the yeah oh uh three 2.07 okay guess. okay so let me see if i got this right we're raising interest rates to cut down inflation, which means we're going to pay more interest on the national debt, which is going to get bigger at a faster rate, basically. Mm-hmm. i got to think about that for a minute or two. Okay. So anyway, that, so that $31 trillion, okay, only is like a 2%, okay, and $305 billion. By the way, that $305 billion interest payment was 5% of our expenses as a country. Okay. Okay. Gets, gets bigger every year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last and not least, I don't know if you peaked or not yet. Okay. So, if Callie and Arden, okay, and Mila, and Charlotte and Cameron and Rose, my yeah. grandchildren, yeah. okay, for you two, okay, if they, if everybody in the country, including all my grandkids, could write a check for $93,725, we'd get that squared away. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You, you want to think about that? The national debt divided by people is $93,725 per person in this Including country. children. <laughs> Including children. Children so, and, yeah. Uh, so what do you think uh, Mila's checkbook looks like these days? She, oh. I'd say that we're teaching her good saving habits, good. but she's not quite no, to the 93,000 <laughs> level yet. Not yet. You, you, yeah. you can laugh, but it's terrifying. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry. By the way, so if you just break that up to taxpayers, now remember, okay, approximately, don't get mad at me listeners, but approximately 45% of folks in this country don't pay federal income taxes okay that's amazing but yeah but they divide if you divide it by all taxpayers including the ones that can't pay okay that's two hundred and forty seven thousand dollars and eight hundred and eighty two dollars per person so i, I think when i know if everybody when you send in your check yeah. okay your last go, your tax check if you just add two hundred and forty seven thousand bucks to it and <laughs> give it to the government okay do you think they'd pay down the debt no they probably go borrow more money mm-hmm. okay, or spend that on something we that, and keep the debt but anyway rising interest rates uh, bad for everybody, okay, thing, but really, maybe really bad for us. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? And, and bad, for, and obviously, it's been having an effect on the bonds, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, we got, there's some scary numbers for those. I don't, so I don't know if you, yeah, you yeah. probably have a whole thing on bonds I, I in do. here, I would imagine. Oh, so oh, I, yeah. we don't have to get into yeah, that yet. You know, nope, good point. Okay, but anyway, it's real, folks, it's just, it's like a, think of it like a charge card bill. Okay, we, and in America, you either try to pay off your charge card bills, preferably sooner than later, or you get yourself in trouble. We have a charge card bill that gets bigger, okay? And the only way that that could be okay, if your own personal charge card bill got bigger, okay, as long as you made more money and you could pay it off, then you're okay. Well, that's the same thing in this country, okay? Our charge card bill is $31 trillion, okay? But if our economy grows fast enough, 
That's like not a big deal. If you make $4 million a year, a $35,000 charge card bill doesn't scare you a thing. So if we keep doing that, then the only hope is that our economy can grow at least as fast so it can be proportional and relative. I'm not a, an economist by training, believe me, folks, but it's just common sense if you think about it. And yet the, the debt keeps increasing. Oh, it's frightening. Yeah. Okay, I'll get to this a little bit later, but we bought a trillion bucks in the last fiscal year. We, our expenses as a government, we ran a trillion short. Oh, let's just print some more money and do that, okay? Yeah, yeah. It, I'm a I'm an upbeat optimist about a whole lot of things, but that that concerns me. Yeah, I'm gonna say okay. That's it, right. and I I watched. I remember watching a whole show one time about, and I, this was years ago. And now, I, of course, I forget the who's and the what's and the why's. But yeah. it was basically why you don't need to worry about the debt as long as the yeah. economy keeps yeah. growing yeah. proportionally. I guess yeah. we can keep borrowing money. But you know, what's the end? There are lots of third world countries that have had the end several times like that, and they basically default on all their debts. They go into this awful hyperinflation financial situation, and for years and years, everybody pays if you mess up stuff like that. So all right, I just pulled up the debt by year, national debt year by year, there going go. back through time. All yeah. right, so let me. Yeah. I want to ask you. I'm going to ask you. What do you think? <laughs> okay, so let's see. You in eighteen seventy. Yeah. This particular yeah. chart goes back to 1929. Okay, yeah. That's as far back as it goes. Okay, you 75 15 million. There you go. Huh. Oh, okay. no, it's billion. billion. Sorry, sorry. Okay, 17 been, billion. All right. 17 okay. billion in 1929. Yeah. Let's see. And let's see, like in 1980, it was $908 yeah. billion. Then we start getting into the trillions in 1982. There you go. And it just keeps snowballing. Keeps, yeah. Snowballing. Yeah. Depressing. All right, so that's our first trick. I'm mean, already, I'm already depressed. And we haven't given out any candy yeah. yet. Yeah, no, none, none whatsoever. Not even okay. the fun size. All right, I'm going to start off with a treat first this time. Okay, we have been treated to low inflation for a very long time, and the trick is obviously that sure is changing mm. this year. Okay, I'll just a couple of statistics. Looking backwards over the last twelve months. U.S. inflation is 8.2%. Okay, very long-term, folks, it's been about 3, plus or minus. Yep. But looking backwards just a year, it's 8.2%. I heard just the other day that grocery prices are up 13% this year. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can tell that smoked salmon I buy went from <laughs> 5 bucks to 6 bucks or something like that. But anyway, so some parts of the expenses are going bonkers. They're threatening a 40 to 60% increase in energy prices this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, the thing. And so there are a few areas that really are way high, which I guess takes that up. But I assume everything is going up, but some more than others. So we're raising interest rates to try to slow down the economy. Okay, and food and energy are two of the fastest growing sections. So how do we deal with that? So they want us to spend less. So I guess we eat less, okay, and commute less. <laughs> which, which, you, you know, know that, yeah. You want to think about that for yeah, a minute? You know, yeah. If those are the areas that are the worst, okay, and we're going to have to cut back, I maybe lose a few more pounds in the next week or two. I'm not that, sure. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I, yeah. but I tell you what, I mean, the gas thing, I'm seeing it. I can feel it yeah. at the gas. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's noticeable. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is the trick. I think what we all hope it's not going to last forever. I think the check boxes are that well, we're still recovering from a COVID world economy and supply chains are broken all over the place. Did you ever think you'd walk down the aisles even now and you see empty places in the toilet paper aisle yeah. or whatever yeah. or this or the other thing? Yeah. Think about that. That's like thinking about Russia or something like that when you go shopping and sometimes. And you, know? and you can be constantly hearing about 
just the lack of uh, wor- workers, the, yeah, yeah. the lack of people. Yeah. Uh, people need work. People need help. And yeah. it's, I don't know where everybody is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know either. So th- there's a lot of factors that are in place. OK. And, and by the way, it's I'm reading lately in all the financial news that instead of having a globalization trend in the world, we're heading back to individualism in the world for countries. And that's that doesn't help things too much either, I think, over the long run. Yeah. And never mind too, too much money chasing. There's 72 reasons, but it's really bad. Okay, but I assume we'll work our way out of it and hopefully sooner than later. But it is and may be painful and more painful for a whole lot of people. So mm-hmm. just uh, nobody knows the future, but it's been pretty sad. Yeah, the, uh, the electricity, the Eversource electricity folks that I use, they're talking about it. They want a 25% raise in energy prices and natural gas, 40 to 60% uh, over the course of the winter. Oh, for the winter, yeah. yeah. And, uh, oh, by the way, there's a diesel fuel shortage and there's even a mention of rationing that. That'll get scary with all those trucks carrying groceries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They're... Inflation is a serious thing, folks. That's just kind of how it is. Okay. All right. I'll get back to our government debt here for a moment. Trick. Government debt. This is the 2021. Okay. It's now 120% of our gross domestic product. Okay, what's that mean? It means... That doesn't sound good. We're spending 20% more than yeah. we're earning. Yeah, that doesn't that, sound that, good. No, yeah. no, okay. So that was in 2021. I did this obviously a year ago. Yeah. Not exactly today, but pretty close to a year ago. In 2022, it's gone from 120 to 126. Okay, so our government debt ratio... Okay, uh, say our expense to our income ratio, that's the best way to say that. We're now spending 126% more than our income, okay? And that's 6% more than last year. I guess there is no treat again, okay? <laughs> okay, so sooner or later, we're in trouble, okay? And if we're in trouble, I don't want to think about the rest of the civilized world, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest with you. It's, I just, uh, n- nobody seems to be, not nobody, but not a lot of folks who are in the right places seem to be worried about that too much. When we have a, if you think about governments, when we have a government surplus, okay, do we pay down debt? Multiple choice question. We have a government surplus this year, whether it's a state or a federal government. Do we, A, want to pay down the debt with our surplus, or do we, B, want to spend that money because we have it? The, the way it's usually B. I think I, think I know the answer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. usually B, yeah. okay? Regardless of political party affiliation, it doesn't make any difference, okay? that's I don't know where that ends, okay? But that's like unknown territory and whatever. Okay, any questions before I move on here? Mm, no. Well, we just have a minute or we so, do. so it's just about time, oh, time oh for a break. Oh, yeah. Like right now? Yeah, okay. we got a minute. All right, in um, that case, but I, how about I'll just give the the treat. By the way, this was October 2021's treat. Treat, U.S. stock market is at or near an all-time high. October 2021, okay. October yeah. 2021, trick. It's going down sometime. This was last year. Yeah. And how, boy, boy, nobody knows the future, but uh, let's see. A stock market off 14% in the last 12 months. International stocks off 25. Emerging market stocks off 33. And the worst number, bond market off 16%. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a 12 months. Quite a 12 months. We'll leave them hanging on the break yeah. for that one, Kirk. Okay. All right. But we've been doing 2021 tricks and treats. 2022. Oh, 2022. Sorry. But we may reference 2021. Okay. Sorry. That was the heading. And because we're approaching Halloween here, so this is not our fun. So far, though, we've only given out the raisins and apples. We haven't given out any candy yet. So we're going we're gonna to take a break, uh, and we'll be right back in a minute or so. 
Hi, this is Alyssa Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Your investment strategy should largely be determined by the amount of time you have before needing the money. If you are aggressively invested, time is your friend when it comes to your portfolio recovering from this scary stock market. If you need your invested money soon, it should have been conservative to begin with. If you're not sure how your money is invested, I'd be happy to offer my opinion. 781-834-2010. So a year ago, just about today, I said in 2021, treat. The U.S. stock market is at or near an all-time high. You never know, day to day. Okay, and then the trick was it's going down sometime and perhaps a lot. And boy, did we have that trick happen. So I'm starting today with the trick. Yeah, it did happen, and mm-hmm. I gave those numbers before the break. I'll do it again. In the last 12 months, as of yesterday, because yeah. I, I see these numbers every day, U.S. stock market, I'm rounding off, down 14%. International big blue-chip stocks down 25%. Emerging markets, wild and woolly stocks down 33%. And the worst of all of these numbers is a minus 16% on the United States bond market. Okay, so folks, here's what usually happens. Hopefully, you have a well-diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds so that you don't have a, a too much excitement when it hits the fan. So just pretend you got a 50-50 stock and bond portfolio. You own the U.S. stock market, you own the U.S. bond market. Keep it simple, Okay. Usually, and I've been doing this for 42 years, usually, okay, what happens is the stock market hits the fan and people buy bonds whether they need them or not. That's good because if, by the way, if the stock market goes down 30%, okay, and it's half of your portfolio, if the rest of your portfolio makes nothing, you're down 15. If the rest of your portfolio made five, you're down 10. So... Up until this year, as a general commentary, okay, the bond portion of folks' portfolio provided some diversification and some protection against the excitement that you have, okay, on the stocks that you own, which you have to own to make money. We'll get to that in a little while as well, okay? That didn't happen this year, okay? And so this is the first time in my lifetime that there's been an extended period where bonds have actually been the culprits for diversified portfolios. Used to it when the stocks go down, but now bonds are doing the same thing that stocks are doing because interest rates are rising and a bunch of other things. And it's a pretty tough slug for people who are invested sort of a thing, okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, a lot of times when we go through a bear market, we talk to clients and people, folks about, it's it's different title, same story. Yep. When, you know, when we go through a bear market, the headlines are, all, it's always something different about what's causing it. It's different this time. There's something, it's a war, it's a recession, it's whatever, different headline, but the, the story and the, and, the, and the end result ends up being the same. Yep. We get through it and we recover. But this particular one, there, this is a little bit of a plot twist. Yeah, this a little is, bit of a plot twist sure with, with the bond market. Yeah, and yeah. so that's that's making things a little bit more different. But ultimately, it will be the same story yeah. if you give it enough time. As once once the rates finally stabilize, which might not be till next year, yep. things will start to normalize and get back to normal. But it's going to take a little bit of time here. Yeah. One of the themes, I think, through this entire show when we get to the bond part is, yep, they're more volatile because <clears throat> that doesn't mean you should get rid of bonds or buy more stocks or do this, that, and the other thing. Settle down. I think the most important comment I'd make about bonds in general is these ain't your grandfather's bonds that paid 5 or 6% with no risk and you didn't have to worry about it for the last a bunch of years. My guess is bond returns are going to be below their long-term averages for a long time and 
from our point of view, we're hoping in our business, if you can earn 2 or 3% on your bonds, maybe even 4 with what your stocks will hopefully earn, you'll probably be okay. But if bonds earn nothing, I'm not sure where you go from there or, or, or minus. Or if, infla- or if inflation continues yeah. to be higher than normal, yeah. that, that's another concern. Yeah, we'll make some comments on bonds over the next hour and a half, and most of them won't be kindly, but that doesn't mean you should lose them, folks, okay? By the way, so a little piece of generic advice for all this excitement that's going around the world these days on your statements if you're checking them. Okay, hopefully you have a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds so that you don't dig a big hole that you can't get out of in terms of your financial life, okay? I'm talking to folks in our practice who have a 60-40 portfolio and they're down 13, 14, 15% in the last 12 months. Very unusual, but not in the long term, okay? And that's how it is. And so, but... If the stock market's down, okay, the overseas markets and other things are down 15, 20, 25, 30, whatever, that's not as deep a hole as other holes you could be in if you were invested unwisely. So you try not to dig a deep hole when it goes down temporarily, he said, and you try to have enough patience to wait for it to get better. If you take an income from your portfolio, you want to have some two or three years of income that you need already tucked inside your portfolio so you don't have to sell stuff to get income while you're down. So don't dig a big hole, okay? Have enough dry powder if you take an income to wait for things to get better. And a little patience and a little prayer is probably the best thing to do. Yeah, we go through a bear market. Inevitably, a client or a prospective client who's maybe in or near retirement, yeah. you know, that they're concerned. And they're concerned and they're saying, I, I'm older now. I don't have enough time to let this recover. Yeah. And so then that's where we start getting into the histor- history, the history yeah. of, of the markets and explain to people, we never know what's going to happen in the future. So we don't know how long this particular bear market is going to go. But if you look back through history, you know, the average bear market is what about 18 months plus, it, it, plus or minus actually either, or maybe even a little bit less either nine or 13 depending on which reference okay you want to take a look at. okay yeah all right so a, a year to a year and a half maybe let's say yeah. on, on on average yeah. is what we've seen and then on the long side yeah. uh, 30, 30 months about two and a half years 2000 right about yeah. two and a half years is the longest one we've ever seen yeah. and if you try to put that into perspective yeah. so if you're say early 60s thinking about retirement getting close and you're thinking oh my gosh I've, i don't have enough time for this to recover it's more than likely, no guarantees, but more than likely, we're talking about a couple of years at most that it takes to recover. Yeah, um, and your investment time frame is your lifetime. For, exactly. For folks. Yeah, yeah. So if you plan on living to mid-80s, yeah. that's a lot. We're still talking about 20 years here. Yeah. And, and then we remind them about, oh, yeah, there's inflation. Yeah. And so if you want to try to keep ahead of that yeah. in taxes, then yeah. this is how you do it. Yeah, and the really bad thing is that as human beings... We have a greater fear of loss than we have greed of gain. Loss affects us a lot more. So this has been 10 months. Seems like forever. Mm. When you go through one of these, it doesn't make any difference how long it is. It seems like forever that it happens. I can't know. You probably weren't around in the 2000 to 2001 mess, which lasted 30 months. I opened up World Optimism headquarters on the air, or the radio here yeah. and was being relatively positive for two, two and a half years. And eventually I was yeah. <laughs> okay about getting better. But folks, it's scary, okay, if you're well diversified and you have a good portfolio and a good financial advisor or if you think if you're smart enough to do it your own. You know what? That you cr- pray, cross your fingers, be diversified, and have some dry powder to live on while you go through it. Moving right along. Okay. Now, this is a 2021 one that I'm going to update in a second. So, in 2021, a year ago, I said, 
trick. Okay, we have these things called bear markets that scare the heck out of investors. Treat. We have always been treated to a bull market after that bear market got over, and it got you all your money back and then some. Okay, so I'm going to cite an example about the yo-yo and the escalator. Okay, my favorite all-time ana- analogy. That is a good one. And you're going to go to the S&P 500 at your fingertips right. and plug in your birthday right. while I'm doing that. We'll have some fun, okay? All right, so folks, here's the deal, okay? The stock market goes up, the stock market goes down. How could you ever make any money, okay? Th- this is the best visual I ever heard a long time ago, okay, about how to describe the stock market, okay? Okay, m- most people look at the stock market like a yo-yo. A man, woman, child, dog flipping a yo-yo up and up and down. Oh, that's the stock market. Yo-yo goes up, the yo-yo goes down. That's how it is, okay? No. You put that person who's flipping that yo-yo up and down, you put that person on an escalator that's going up, okay? And if you step back, if you just watch the yo-yo, it's up and down. But if you watch... Every time the yodo, yo-yo hits bottom, the next time it hits bottom, it's higher. Right. Every time the yo-yo hits a top, the next time it's high. That's what we're talking about, folks. The long-term direction has been north or northeast in the stock market. Okay, And there's some reasons for that we'll get to in a moment. But that's the absolute positive best analogy I could ever use. Now, okay, there's a wonderful website I probably quote monthly here called the Standard & Poor's 500, S&P 500 at your fingertips. It's part of a website called Political Calculations. Don't get nervous. I don't do politics here to speak of. But the bottom line is it's one sidebar on that website. Anyway, you can go to that website. You can enter your date of birth or any date that you like. Okay, and they have financial statistics up to the previous month. So I'm pretty sure they've got September statistics or maybe even October statistics. Through September. Through September. Good. Okay. So you can look at any time period about what the Standard & Poor's 500 has done, 500 biggest companies in America. Okay, you pick and choose. Okay. And what I do when I'm talking to clients and want to make a point Okay, as I use their birthday. So you've plugged in your birthday, right? I have. Okay. Do I have to disclose that? Yes, you do. You're not that old to worry about it yet. I'm not. Okay. Okay. All right. So August 1980. Okay. And you are? 42. Okay. So uh, this is on your birthday. Okay. So I have a few questions for you. Okay. So what was the price of a share of the S&P 500 if you bought one if your parents were nice enough to buy you one on your birthday? Yep. What so was the, the price? And I'm going to round yeah. 124. One, one, 124. 124 dollars yep okay all right so if your mom and pop bought you a one share of the s p 500 they, on your they birthday did, they did not yeah okay they by, did not. by okay. the way i think you should talk to them about that okay so what is that one share worth as of september 30th three thousand eight hundred fifty one let's think about let's let's think see, about that i see a trend here yeah let's think about I see that. a trend here yep. for a moment yep. okay all right i got another question for you so let's pretend that they bought you that one share okay what was the dividend that one share paid investors in, the, in your year? In, in 1980? In 1980. Uh, it was about $6. $6. Okay. So, by the way, <clears throat> okay, so you got this share. It's worth 124 bucks, and it pays you 6 bucks a year. Okay. That was in 1980. Yeah, and they actually have the – so that's about a 5% <clears throat> yield. Yeah. 
cool. Roughly. Okay. Yeah. So, by the way, if you had that one share that's now worth 3851 bucks, what's the dividend that pays you? Today? 65 So let me see if I get this right. You went from $6 to $65 in 42 years. But the yield has gone down. Yeah, it's a, never mind. Yep. People don't care about yield. Yep. People care about money. Yep, okay. Okay, gotcha. so let me ask it this way. Yep. Okay, and pretend you were smart enough to know this when you were born. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's see. If you could have lived on six bucks a year in 1980, yeah. here's my question. How are you doing on 65 bucks a year 42 years later? Yeah. Better. Be- better. Okay. Kept up with inflation sort of a thing. By the way, oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. What was inflation... Okay, for that period. So of the time. consumer price index in 1980 was 83. Yeah, and it is and it is now 297. 297. Okay, okay. So folks, here's the deal: shares gone from 124 bucks to 3,851. Okay, the dividends that they paid have gone from six bucks to 65 dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what's going on here? How does that happen? Okay, and folks. <clears throat> Write this down. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The reason that companies grow in value over time, I didn't use the word stocks because that sometimes scares people. Excuse me. But a company can grow its profits over time. There's a pretty good chance, okay, that it'll grow its value for being able to do that. Okay. So, folks, the, the secret to success in investing is to own companies that can grow their earnings over time because anything that does that becomes more valuable all right okay so what were the earnings per share in 1980 for that 124 dollars share what were the earnings about 15 about 15 dollars so those are their earnings okay and what were the earnings today with a three thousand eight hundred and fifty one dollar share 191 191 okay so the 500 biggest companies in america and yes they've changed places over time okay in the last 42 years have grown their earnings from 15 to 191 and they've grown their share price from 124 to 3851 i rest my case end of story okay okay folks year to year month to month day to day okay how long does it take to to start a company how long does it take to grow a company the earnings estimates for this quarter for the s&p 500 are this oh my gosh we're all nervous about this okay anyway folks that's the secret okay if you own a whole bunch of companies to protect yourself and if you give them enough time to grow their earnings yes some will go out of the wayside but not all of them if you give them enough time to grow your earnings they're probably going to make some money. All right, so here's the final nail in my coffin for proof here. or Not Tim's coffin. E- exhibit A. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> what was... It, by the way, pretend for a moment okay, that you were actually retired on the day of your birth. You retired, and it was 124 bucks a share. Okay, what was... You're putting a nail in my coffin? Hey. What? No, I need yeah. to get back in. <laughs> no, you're already in. Oh, well, I need to get out at night. <laughs> no, you need to go back there right now, Tim. Oh. All right, thank you. Uh. Okay.
Okay. Moving right along. Okay, Okay. let's pretend that you basically collected all those dividends because you needed them to live. You know, that that six bucks a share you needed to live your life on in 1980. Okay, so while you were doing that, you got more and more dividends. Okay, what was the rate of return that you earned if you collected the dividends and just watched your shares grow? They're not going to grow as fast as if if you reinvested them. But what was your ex-dividend rate of return for your lifetime? Eight and a half percent. So let me see if I got this right. Okay, you lived on six bucks, then you're living on 65 now. Okay, probably pretty comfortably. Okay, and for doing that, you earned an eight and a half percent return on your money while your eyes were closed. Oh, but it took 42 years. Okay, I think there's some point there someplace. If that was you, okay, yeah. and you were born on your date of birth as opposed to retired, okay, you probably would have reinvested the dividends because you didn't need them. Okay, so what's the dividend, what's the rate of return for the 500 biggest companies in America for your lifetime if you reinvested the dividends? That's a little over 11%. 11%. And yeah. by the way, what's inflation for that time, average? About three. Let me see if I got this right. Okay, if you took all the money... You earned eight and a half versus three. Translation, you are wealthier. Okay, mm-hmm. you reinvested all the money. Okay, you're 11 versus three on the inflation. You are wealthier. Macroeconomic point, folks. Number one, if companies can grow their earnings over the long run, they're probably going to be worth more. Yep. Don't even try to guess about what happens day to day, week to week, month to month. Not going to happen. A thing. Okay. You know, <clears throat> yeah, I was going to talk about when you were talking about the yo-yo earlier, the, yeah. you know, the yo-yo on the escalator. I love that. Which is yes. great. Yeah, I took visual and analogy. And it's just, it's a reminder that you have, sometimes you have to zoom out, right? Yeah. Or step back. Yeah. Because if you yeah. just look at the yo-yo, that's one thing. Yeah. But if you step back and then you see the whole picture with the escalator, it's completely different. And same thing with if you look at the, the S&P or any stock, any market <clears throat> or stock or whatever it may be. If you look at it for a short period of time, it could be very good or it could be very bad. And the long in, so the longer you make your time horizon... The, the better the odds that it's more like an average yeah, more, uh, and positive more and, and, also, and also positive. A- yeah. ab- abso- absolutely. Yeah. Okay. W- one more. Exhibit okay. One, <laughs> one uh, more sustained. chart. Yeah, okay. Know. Folks, the Putnam folks put out an absolutely wonderful chart every year. It's called Market Rebounds Outlasted Market Declines. Or I'm um, sorry, Market Rebounds Outlasted Declines. And it's they update it every year. I'm looking at, I forget what year it is, and it, 2021, and it doesn't make any difference, folks. But if you want to just go on your own, by the way, go to the S&P 500 at your fingertips, plug in your birthday, plug in the last 10 years, plug in whatever you want to plug in, and check it out. Okay, long term, give the companies a chance to grow. you probably make some money. That's all we got. Okay. Anyway, this is a wonderful chart. It's in Technicolor. Okay. And I call it reds, greens, and grays. Okay. And I chose... And if you're, but if you're red, green, colorblind, yeah, yeah. Be, be please, I don't know how yeah. that works. Yeah. So. Okay. And this goes back to, I think, 1950, 1949. Perfect. Okay. Just about my lifetime. Okay. So anyway, so this chart, it's a visual. It's just... it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, it shows the Standard & Poor's 500 and what it's done up until, in this case, the end of 2021. Okay? And the cool part about it is there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 reds. 
Okay, what's a red? More a bear market. Red is bad. Okay, so we've had ten bear markets since 1949. Okay, and if you start at the top, so on this the red, there's a mountaintop, and the red starts going down into the valley, sort of a thing. Okay, so the reds show you the top of the good market to the bottom of the bad market. That's going down to the valley. Okay, the green color shows you getting back to where you were at the top of the red, so you're even. And then the gray color is how much more you made, which is really an extension of the green, but they wanted to show you back to mm-hmm. even thing. And it's here's the deal, folks. Every time we had a red, we had a green to get you back, and we had grays to take you further on the escalator with the yo-yo. And it's just an absolutely wonderful, perfect, visual, comforting kind of a thing about what's going on here, okay? And, folks, that's all you need. You don't need to worry about the earnings per share or price-earnings ratio tomorrow afternoon about the S&P 500. You don't have to worry about inflation and what to do. You just need to let these companies worry about that. They'll try to figure out how to make some money. That That's a big deal here, folks. And if, if you look at that chart and if you add up the greens and the grays, right? Because yep. those are both positives. Yep. Wouldn't you say that that's about 70% of the time? Yeah. Oh, if, if you look at yeah, the chart? Plus it, or minus. Yeah, yeah, plus by or the minus. way, yeah. on average, yeah, we have a down market on average every three. Not necessarily a bear yeah. market. Yeah, yeah, but close enough. Okay, yeah. folks, long-term own companies, give them a chance to grow, tune out short-term. And short-term might be two, three, four years, by the way. End of story. All right, moving right along here. Okay, and this is another stock-related thing. And, and this is actually kind of a plus one. I, I, this is a good one. This is candy this time? Okay, so, well, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it ends nicely. Okay. okay, so this is a 2021 trick last a year ago. So the trick, the forward price-to-earnings ratio for the S&P 500 is a little over 22 versus the long-term average of 16.5. What does that mean? Folks, in English, price-earnings ratio is a way to measure the value of a stock, okay? And so over the long run, the average value of the U.S. stock market has been about 16 times their earnings, okay? Okay, if that's the average, if last year it was 22, the earnings were, that you're above that long-term earnings curve. Wait a minute. If 16 was the average and you go up to 22, in order to get back to that 16 average, you're going to go down below to, below 16 to get because everything goes back to the mean. Okay. So anyway, so it, what it means is that the stock market was temporarily higher than it should have been because its average earnings number was higher than the its earnings number currently was higher than the long term average. You got to get back to average. So basically today, okay, today the PE now that was twenty twenty one. Today that PE is seventeen. So we we're back to about long term average. Okay, in the U.S. stock market, does that mean it's going down some more? May well mean. But my point is things the value that you see in the stock market is closer to the intrinsic or the real value, okay, than a lot closer than it was a year ago. The quote-unquote appropriate value. Translation, we're further along the downside and hopefully coming out the other end. All right. So, yeah, that that is a treat, I think. There you go. Yeah, so we'll end on a treat. Yeah, so we're doing financial tricks and treats. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. (laughs) 